Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano and welcome to the Harpen and Rugby podcast, the Leinster and Ireland fan site in audio form. This week in our latest Opposition View pod, I spoke to Matt Price, also known as At Bath Bites, ahead of the Premiership Club's visit to Dublin this coming weekend. Obviously, it can't be easy to talk about your club when they're on a bad run, so fair play to Matt for coming on and spelling out what's been going wrong. And we all wish them the best for the rest of the season, except maybe when they're playing us, of course. So without any further ado, here's how we get on. Now it's time for our back and forward chat and joining me to give an opposition view from Bath Rugby ahead of the first round of matches in the Heineken Champions Cup this weekend is Matt Price back for his second appearance and known on the Twitter machine as at Bath Bites. Welcome back, Matt. Hi, here I am. Yeah, all good. Um, But listen, thanks for coming back. And uh, when we last had you on, the uh, Premiership season was just about to kick off. And uh, right after we finished recording, I actually booked you for this chat tonight so i i don't want to fully spell this out but just in case any of the listeners aren't aware um things haven't exactly gone bats way so far this season sorry mate um but you you explained last time how the bath squad tended to look better on paper than on the pitch um and that if anything qualifying for the champions cup only to end up having to play two of last season's semi-finalists lencer and la rochelle was far from what you needed from this campaign so listen why don't you just Maybe say in your own words how things have gone this season and, and what you're expecting next weekend. Um, yeah, uh, shocking. Um, uh, that's the best I can do about using any other language. It's probably not the best. Nine premiership games, nine losses, uh, four losing bonus points. Um, lost heavily in the premiership cup to... Gloucester, so it's 10 losses this season. I had 71 points, uh, 71 points put on us twice. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Mm. Um, it's so painful to watch as well. Um, you, you know, like, like I said last time, on paper, it's brilliant. You know, there's names and stuff like that. But watching, I mean, watch Northampton at the weekend. North, from the kickoff, Northampton cut, uh, caught the ball, scored a try. Um, within one minute, 37 seconds, they were 7-0 up. And you think, oh, this is going to be a very long afternoon. Uh, the bench, um, they had two backs on the bench, um, which was a scrum half and a winger. Uh, Cipriani got injured after 20 minutes. That was his, well, HIA. That was him done for the rest of the game. Then Ben Spencer gets injured. So suddenly we've got Rocco de Guinea playing in the centre. Um, Max Ajoma, who is a centre, now playing at fly half. So the bench selection... Seemed, I know that we, you know, Orlando Bailey, the young lad who's been outshining Cipriani quite easily this season, took a knock the week before. So, you know, it's injuries have been huge. But, I mean, defence, you know, we are second bottom of the, ta- of the premiership table. We're quite happy with that one. Uh, on defence, on, you know, tries conceded. Worcester have conceded more. Um, so that's one straw that I'm clutching firmly to. Um, we've only conceded 38 tries. They've conceded 50, you know, every cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's a small one, but it's something to clutch onto. Um, but yeah, we're just rooted to the bottom of everything else. You know, tries scored. You know, we've, we've only scored 18. Um, Bristol, actually a second bottom with tries scored with 20. So, you know, last year finished top of the table. And this year they're having, you know, everybody seems to have worked them out. But it's just, you know, we had Ed Griffiths come in to do the review, the, the wonderful, you know, we're going to review the club to see where they're going wrong. And the, the finalizers, we need a defence coach. 
and you're thinking, wow, well done. Rocket science. But, yeah. yeah, absolute genius. You know, I mean, God, yeah. uh, that, that paycheck he picked up for those three weeks must have been the easiest money mm. he's ever made. You know, it was, oh, it was just as soon as it broke, we all just went, ah, oh, yeah, great. Thanks, then. So we, we, we all know, you know, it, it's plain to see, you know, just abysmal. But on on, sun, uh, on Saturday watching them, the ball goes wide, the defence is split, bang, they're in for a try. Um, so your wingers are going to be having an absolute field day um, this weekend. Um, well, should I say the Irish uh, uh, wingers? Well, yeah. you know, let's be honest, how many Irish players are in Leinster team? <laughs> the, the Irish team that beats One or two, New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Irish team that beats New Zealand, yeah. Again, you know, we're... Week in, week out, it's it's frustrating. It's painful. Um, you know, you get reports that they've got thirty days to turn it round, or they're going to change the coaching staff. But the thing is, who's going to want the job? Mm. I mean, at the moment, there's links with um, Van Graan from Munster, um, who apparently is leaving Munster at the end of the season, um, and it's rumoured that he's probably coming to Bath. But that's the end of the season. We're halfway through the season. And, you know, the, the coaching setup just doesn't work. And it's, you know, I mean, if this was football, there's no way he would have got anywhere near, you know, nine mm. premiership losses in a row. You know, not a single win in the season. No football manager would be mm-hmm. anywhere near the position. But, you know, what do they do? This is the catch-22. They can't keep on going the way they're going. Something needs to change because, you know, fans will start voting with their feet very, very easily. You know, I I was looking through the ticket webpage last night and gold seating tickets for Bath v Gloucester on Boxing Day are £71. Yeah. Sorry, £71.50. Sorry, Mm. I forgot the 50 pence. Um, Wow. Really, I mean, you know, and that's and, and some of those seats don't even have a roof, yeah, yeah, you know, so it's and you're thinking, well, do I want to pay £71.50 to sit there and watch a team get a hide in? Probably not, especially when it's Gloucester doing it, exactly. That's even yeah. worse, yeah. Know? I mean, that's one from watching behind the sofa, I don't know about in the ground, um, because they're you know, Gloucester are playing really good rugby this season, you know, they're they're doing well. Um, so, you know, everybody seems to be stepping up a level. We're not. We are really going backwards. And it was evident last season, you know, that there was, I think it was, uh, we won one game in about seven, in the last seven. Um, so, you know, this isn't new this season. It was sliding last season. Yet it's still carrying on and they're still seeming to let it, you know, go. They're on the, they're on the search for a defence coach i think you should be searching a lot harder but it because recruitment has been terrible mm. we've got the well the injury list is my god we could fill the first first 15 with what we've got injured um you know we've got apparently we've got falatai who plays a bath but i mean you know i've, I've seen i remember by. him yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've occasionally think i've seen him put a bath shirt on but it's been mm. quite rare um He's played more for Wales, I think, in the last couple of years than he has for Bath, which is quite concerning. And then played more, play more for the Lions. Yeah, and then we, let, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then they let Zach Mercer go last season. Mm. I couldn't believe that. 
It was tearing it up in France. He's yeah, we're, we're actually still going to be playing him the following week. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just, you know, on fire over there. Yep. And, you know, you're thinking, so we let him go. We've kept Falatay, who's injured, and then Falatay's off at the end of the season. We got uh, Katsia, um come in to replace Zach Mercer. He's been injured loads. So we're playing, you know, we're flankers at eight. Um, or we're bringing in, you know, on the bench, we've got academy lads. Um, I know that we said we were going to be dipping into the academy, but I didn't think we were going to be relying as much as we are at the moment because it's it's really frightening the what they you know, but they haven't recruited in the right places. You know, we've got so many wingers. You know, you've got uh, Muir, um, McConaughey, Rocco de Guinea, uh, Gable Hamer Webb, uh, Joe Cock and the Singer. You know, the list is huge of wingers. Anthony Watson, if you want to class him as a winger or a fullback, whatever you want to put him as. And then yet we've got one number eight (laughs) or three second row players in the squad. It it just, the the recruitment's terrible. It it does sound like an organizational uh, problem Mm. and... uh, and it's frustrating. I mean, from a defensive point of view, I mean, that, that's the way the game is going now. You, you sort yeah. of set your defenses first. And, mm. uh, and, uh, and if, if it's a lack of, if it's a lack, I mean, it doesn't, it shouldn't really matter who's, who the personnel is in there. If you have it, if you, you're supposed to have your defenses organized, that's the way yeah. the modern game is now. So it must be from a fan's point of view, like you say, people are paying that kind of money going week in, week out. It must be really, how, I mean, how many home matches have you had? Have you had four or five uh, home so matches? We- had four, I think mm. four or five. Must be, it must be, it must be obviously increasingly frustrating kind of the atmosphere worst, there as you go along. The worst moment was sitting down in the wreck in beautiful sunshine, and it was a stunning afternoon. I'm watching Saracens tear bath a new one, and it was. I sat for the full eighty minutes, and I respect. Could, it was painful. Mm. Um, you know, 45 nil at halftime. Um, <laughs> it was just, you know, we, we kicked for the corner and lost the line out. Maritoji disrupted or, you know. Um, so next penalty, we kicked to the corner. Um, another infringement, clear the lines. We kicked to the corner. Saracens infringe. Penalty, we kicked to the corner. And, and then eventually, Saracens clear their lines. So again... About five minutes later, we penalty, kick for the corner, another penalty again, again. So we kick to the corner and it eventually get disrupted. And then Saracens go down the other end and score. Hmm. And we kept doing it. And you're thinking, just take the points. There's the posts, kick the ball over the posts. Um, and then, you know, and it just didn't change. Um, Cipriani uh, had a shocker. He passed the ball to, um, oh, I forget who it was, might have been Malins, I can't remember. It was, there were too many tries to count. But he, he passed the ball and just raced in underneath the try, uh, under the posts. And you're like, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've got Simpson at the moment as well, scrum half. So we've got Simpson and Cipriani, which, you know, 10 years ago it was phenomenal. Um, unfortunately, it's ages showing. Jason, mm. um, just not as fast. Um, you know Ben Spencer, who came back from injury the other week, uh, last week against Exeter, and was just pivotal to the whole game. You know we were in the game against Exeter. You know it was it was there, and then injury, well substitutions, 
taking um, Spencer and uh, Orlando Bailey off at the same time, bringing Simpson and Cipriani on, and we lost the game. Um, then, you know, Tom Dunn goes off and other personnel change. And I don't understand this pre-organised substitutions. If players are playing well and they're fit enough to continue, keep them playing. Mm. If you substitute players for the sake of substituting players, that to me, and it disrupts the, the balance of the team because one player does one thing and another, they, you know, you've got to change your game plan. Uh, it's just, yeah, it, it's just painful at the moment. It just, you know, every time, you know, you, you go with a little bit of hope. Mm. <laughs> There's realisation and it's not good. So when it comes to looking ahead, like to the rest of the season, obviously it must look like a, a long, a long campaign coming up. I mean, I suppose we have to throw in the old word uh, ring fencing to there. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a kind of a, it is a saving grace. Like you say, uh, if this was a football team um, or if this was even last season uh, or two seasons ago, um, in rugby, it, w- it would have been a different story because mm. you you you'd have to make that ground up on the team ahead of you. Otherwise, you'd yeah. be you'd be down you'd, you'd be dropping down and losing losing money that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I suppose now, what I'd be most interested in is how they'd be approaching this match at the weekend. But I mean, from a longer term view, you, you've got it. You've, you've got the rest of the season. You've got so what fifteen matches left or something like in the season and uh, uh, regular yeah, season. Yeah. So and then right, um, thirteen teams now, isn't there? So yeah, yeah. And uh, the, are these European matches something like of a more of a nuisance to you now? The, the news today that um, Champions Cup put out that if a team can't field um, a fit team because they feel that can live up to that standard, then they can withdraw. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they can forfeit the match. Um, I think there was a lot of us fans going, "We've got too many injuries. Let's just let's let's have a weekend off um, because it's a frightening." prospect you know we're going against one of the top teams in europe and yeah it's I, for the fans it's a, just dreading it to be honest i don't know how they're gonna uh, what team they're gonna put out whether they are gonna give it a go or they're just gonna try and mail it in i don't know um and the same with la rochelle because then obviously boxing day we then have gloucester then a few days later we then have exeter um, in, a, in the Premiership Cup, and then we've got I think Worcester, possibly or London Irish, just after in the New Year. Um, and then you hit Leinster and La Rochelle again. Yeah, exactly. in January. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, the balance is going to be so important because the, the the main object, obviously, is to get our asses off the bottom of that table. You know, we are ten points behind Bristol already. You know, we've got four points. They've got 14. Um, I mean, you know, Leicester Tigers. Well, let's, let's move away from there. <laughs> nine <laughs> wins out of nine. Thank you very much. Yep. Yeah, cheers then. Um, but that's we've, we've got to have the realisation that Europe is just going to be a non-entity. We just, we can't comprehend it. With the way that injuries are there, with the way that they're playing at the moment, to try and throw everything at that just it just doesn't make sense mm. but then you don't want to do like they did in the premiership cup where they put out a load of the youngsters against Gloucester and got an absolute hiding mm. because i don't think that does anything good 
to the youngsters I, you know they say oh, you know they need to be blooded and they need to you know learn what it's like at the thing yeah they do but they need to have that even mix of youngsters yeah. as well as the old ones because if you're putting a team of youngsters out there was a couple of old heads in there but predominantly it was a bunch of kids and they got just you know you could see their heads were dropped they were despondent you know it was painful for them that's mm. not that's not good educational rugby you know you're not going to learn from that you're just going to think well i don't want to do this crap anymore yeah it's it's just not not the way to do it but you know do you put the academy you know the, the lesser players out against leinster i mean jesus you know you, you, the cricket score on the on the cards for that one you know, so they've got to treat it they've got to be very shrewd in the way that they treat it they can't like i say they can't put everything into it but then they can't just you know basically toss it in you know they've yeah they've got to get the right balance but then they've also got that concentration of still premiership games to come and trying to get a win at the end of the day yeah because you mentioned you talk about using the youngsters and you're right you don't want to use too many because that this but this situation actually reminded me of a match from what was it 2016 um it was leo cohen's first year in charge at leinster and we'd had a few bad years under matt o'connor um, and I suppose, you know, Leinster, because we've always had ring fencing in our league. Um, so our, our priority pretty much each season would be on Europe, but mm. this season was particularly bad. We started, we got hockeyed by Wasp in round one. We got scrummed out of, into oblivion at the wreck in round two that, that mm. year. And then Claremont home and away is a real pool of death. But then in the fifth round, what Leo did was he put out some youngsters, like you said, um, you don't want to put them all out, but he put out a few. And uh, those youngsters included Gary Ringrose, Josh van der Fleer, um, and, uh, and Ross Maloney was man of the match. We had a good win that day. Uh, even Stu Barnes said, um, it's fair to say uh, reports of Leinster's demise had been greatly exaggerated. And uh, just for that one day in Europe, that was really good. And of course, the next week we got Was putting 50 on us uh, <laughs> the following week. But putting, putting out the youngsters is probably, like you say, if it's done wisely for yeah. the rest of the season it's the time to get them some game time but you definitely don't want to send them all out you know we, we've we've learned over the last season or so you know we've got like max jamo we've got tom de glanville coming through we've got orlando bailey coming through we've got some really really talented youngsters in the backs they've been forced to play them because of injuries and stuff like that and then all of a sudden they're first team players you know they're then you know they, they show that they are so have some faith in some of the youngsters but again, like I say, integrate them gently. Don't just throw them directly into the fire. You know, they've been hanging back and hanging back with Orlando Bailey for like last season, maybe a little bit the season before, but we've known that he's been, you know, coming through the ranks. He's only a young lad. I think he's about 19, 20, something like that. But, you know, you look at um, Ford, Farrell, Smith, they're all, they're so young when they first hit the scene because their clubs put faith in them. Mm-hmm. but surrounded them with the right players and helped nurture them. You know, so far this season, I don't think we've had the same halfback pairing to start a game. You know, you want to try and get uh, a good partnership going. So if you put playing Bailey, keep playing him with Spencer or, you know, whether the mature players around him or, you know, mature um, centre outside of him. You know, we've been having, you know, Ollie Fox, who's another youngster, then Orlando Bailey, then Max Jomo, 
and you're thinking that's three three kids you know they're they're young and they're the core for the start of the game and in fairness Max Jomo's you know he's just been absolutely phenomenal he's possibly one of the best players that we've had this season you know but he's he's only come into it because needs must you know it's the, the one shining light on well there was a couple of weekend we had some good performances Sam Underhill was Sam Underhill I mean he was just on full beast mode um which we needed uh Tom de Glanville and Max Ajomo again both of them you know stood up and, and played well but then you've got other players just getting caught out of position and mm. there's it's just a shape there's you know the, 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 they need you know like I say thanks to Ed Griffiths we all now know that they need a defensive coach because they need a defensive set and there isn't one. It's just, you know, too much Neil Hatley's trying to do the head coach as well as doing a bit of the forwards work as well as trying to orchestrate the defence. That's a lot for, for one guy with such important roles and trying to do them all himself. You know, so it's just enough coaching staff's quite young and inexperienced as well. So, you know, Luke Charteris, retired, became a line-out coach for Bath. You know, this is his first coaching job. Mm-hmm. So it's <laughs> just... You know, Stuart Hooper. The deep ends, yeah. Yeah, Stuart Hooper. You know, he stopped, you know, retired, and now he's a DOR. This is his first job. And you're like scratching your head going, well, I know that you like to promote from within, but... And when you talk about an, uh, when you talk about something happening, it's an organizational level. So it's, 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 it's actually beyond almost the team. It's kind of a morale throughout the organization. That's what that position of DOR is supposed to be yeah. dealing with. Yeah. So it's, it must be really frustrating. The, the, the problem is a lot of a lot of criticism goes towards obviously Bruce Craig owner blah blah has too much say apparently in amongst the thing but then you've got his sidekick which is Tarquin McDonald um, who's the guy who hired Stuart Hooper um, and you know if you read the review the, the article it's some of the best managerial talk I've ever read in my life it's using words for the sake of using words. I don't know if you've seen Bob Mortimer's train guy thing that he does where mm. he talks and yeah. Hi Cole, yeah, yeah, I, look at you in your orange polo neck. <laughs> yeah, I know you look like, um, look like you're poking your head out of a fox's backside. Yeah, yeah, hilarious, just for the ruffles. It's, you can imagine him doing it. It's honestly, it's just, oh, it's, it's painful. It's just speaking English. It's all we want. Just break it down in pure English. Don't give us all this managerial nonsense. Just tell us facts and then we'll appreciate it more. Um, I understand they could, probably couldn't publish all of the uh, review because I'm sure there are people's jobs that maybe are on the line. We don't know. And that's what was leaked uh, to the uh, mail. But then apparently that isn't true. So say Bath. So you know, they're not going to publish everything, but just to publish what we all knew, it just seemed like, well, what was the point in that? You know, it was, it just seemed pointless. Now that's yeah. interesting because we had that here with, um, we had a review into the Irish women's rugby and they're saying they're not going to publish, but they tend not to publish anything here mm. as well. But like you say, if you, if you insist you're not going to publish anything, you're kind of, you're kind of inviting someone like the Daily mm. Mail or whatever to just publish anything and yeah. say that that's what it is. You know, you're, you're, you're almost better off controlling it yourself and, 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 and letting you know what's going on. But uh, no, that's, that's, that, that's rough. So um, 
I suppose, I suppose the only thing I can really ask you is, I mean, on the rest of the season, for the rest of the season now at this stage, like what's, what's a win for you? Results or is it just a change in the structure or just some sense that something's coming down the line or what, from between now and the end of the season for, 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 for Bath fans, what, what would you consider a victory? Improvement. Mm. I think it's the best thing. Um, we, don't want to fin- we don't want to finish at the bottom. That's, that goes without saying. You know, nobody wants to be the team that should have been relegated but weren't because it was ring fenced, you know, that's, that's not, not a a label that you want to have. Um, And just to see some cohesion on the pitch and, you know, doing an 80 minute performance, you know, we've done a 40 minute performance against uh, Bristol. We're absolutely superb. Second half went to pieces. Um, That was helped by Ian Tempest. But um, so, you know, We'd like to see a couple of wins. We'd like to see scoring some tries. We'd like to see not conceding so many tries. Just improvement across the board. Um, and like I say, just a couple of wins. And, you know, maybe if they do get a couple of wins, they might get, you know, a morale boost. And it might turn things around. There's lots of if, buts and maybes. Mm. But I can imagine week in, week out, losing that can't be doing anything for their confidence. Um, if there's not belief in the structure and things like that, again, that probably doesn't help them. So there's a lot, a lot of unknown, but we do, you know, as fans, we just don't want to see the lads getting hiding every week, you know. And the thing is, is frustration pours out from the fans. Um, I would hate to be the Bath social media guy at the moment um, because... Gee, I would just mute it. Ah, oh, honestly, it's <laughs> yeah, I see what's tweeted to them, and mm. you see what's also put on Instagram to them, and things yeah. like that. And just like, mate, if you've got to sit there and read that, fair play, well done, because that's Definitely. painful. Absolutely. And if you had a crystal ball on the on the on the um, coaching front, can you see any changes being made between now and the end of the season? Or do you I think, think that would they happen? might they might pull in a defence coach. Um, I know that Gustard has been bounced around, but I don't know if that's just speculation. Um, but they do need to get a defence coach as soon as possible. Um, and then I think there will be changes at the end of the season. I think, as you mentioned with the ring fencing this season, that's saved Hooper's job. I think that's that's given him a lot more time and a lot more um, grace with the, the, the powers upstairs. Um, if there was relegation, then they would be making more drastic changes and they would be spending a lot more money on getting a different coach. Mm. But at the moment, you know, they they can they can drift through the season, um, and it doesn't make much difference because mm. they're not going to get relegated. Mm. They're going to get some disgruntled fans, but you know, and then they can make some changes during the summer. Personally, I think there needs to be some drastic changes before then because they can't carry on like this because we'll lose players. Mm. You know, players' contracts comes up and they're like, well, do we want to be here with this? Not really. Yeah. You know, we'll start losing decent players and then who knows from there, really. So, but they need to, they need to sort things out. 
absolutely the ultimate thing well listen uh, i won't i won't make it i won't make you talk about this subject anymore it's uh it's not it's it's tough it's tough like we, we've all we've all got favorite teams in all kinds of different sports so we've all seen good and bad times and stuff and it's 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 not good especially when you're putting your heart and soul into you know getting the jersey on and going there mm. every week and week in week out and following them and uh and and trying to get support up even on social media and stuff like you do so listen keep up the good work on that front and uh, keeping the support going and uh, listen, best of luck. We'll see how this weekend goes. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, and listen, you know, we'll have you back on in the new year and hopefully a couple of successes to talk about uh, then. And we'll see how you get on then. Okay. Nice one. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. We'll talk Cheers. to you again. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Many thanks again to Matt for the chat. For the rest of this week, I'll be looking forward to the Saturday afternoon's match at the Aviva, so stay tuned to harpandrugby.net for all the usual daily features, and be sure to leave likes and comments whenever you can. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone. Slán. Slán.